Welcome back to the Girls Talk Ag podcast, plowing through the manure online. I am here today with my friends, Karen and Jen, and uh, the Global Ag Network as well. They are like the all-knowing, ever-present beam that resides over top of our podcast, right? Is that... Yep. Finally, nice to have someone who has our backs. It is nice. It's definitely a different experience. Oh, show. Karen, are you there? Yeah. Karen. It's been one of those weeks. Like, seriously, I have not even been able to figure out what the hell day of the week it is. You know, yesterday at like 530, my alarm goes off and I'm like, at night, I'm like, what is going on? I was like, oh, shoot. The oldest was supposed to go to church. Today, I'm like, what is today? Where's my calendar? What am I supposed to be doing? Oh my gosh, tomorrow's Friday. I have so much stuff I have to do tomorrow. And I just, I just cannot get it together this week. I tell you, I don't know. And then there's me who doesn't have any hog work or field work to do today. So I'm still in my pajamas as we record at 11 o'clock on Thursday morning. That is living the dream though. Right. I made an apple pie this morning. So I like have been somewhat, you know useful i want want pumpkin pie so bad right now like i can taste it like by the time thanksgiving and christmas is over i never want to look at another pumpkin pie but then we roll around like usually i'll make one maybe in the middle of the summer just because but once we roll around to like november it's like all i can think about cole made a cole made a pumpkin pie at nine o'clock the other night because he wanted one so bad so oh i love (laughs) pumpkin pie it's one of my favorite things so yeah so i may go pick up the stuff i don't need to at all that's it's not about it's not about need just as a note if you check your canned pumpkin pie it probably came from morton illinois the pumpkin capital of the world which is that's true go to preschool (laughs) yay i'll have to keep that in mind yeah i like when i moved i figured out how you know, some women are like, I just forgot to eat. And they like lose, they can't like maintain it. <laughs> and I never could figure that out. But when we were moving, it was like constant packing and doing stuff like that. And like, we got to the house here and I was like, holy crap, I lost 20 pounds. Wow. Didn't even mean to. I have a lot to lose. So it's pretty easy. It's like spitting in the ocean. But uh, I like, and then I got here and was like, okay, I'm going to focus on losing. So it took me like two weeks to lose five more pounds. And it took me like one week to gain them back when I was like, F it, let's make chips and dip and ice cream and stuff. So I think Carl likes cushion for the pushing because anytime I'm on a diet, he's like, here, have a hamburger. (laughs) So I really don't eat the pumpkin pie, but I'm like, fuck it, it's the holidays. Let's just start like wearing yoga pants and going from there. Yeah. All that weight I lost this summer is like back. I'm like, yeah, it happens so quickly. So instead of yoga pants i found these awesome pants from land's end that are like corduroy wide leg so they're super comfy pants and yet you don't look like you're not trying (laughs) interesting we should put a link i know we should put a link up to those land's end yeah they have rock star jeans is what they call them they're skinny jeans and they're basically like maternity jeans for people who aren't pregnant like they've got (laughs) Around them, but not like the wide like maternity jeans land or whatever but they're stretchy because they're skinny jeans and so it looks like i'm wearing pants but i'm really it feels like i'm wearing comfy pants so those are also awesome i'm really glad that the american like clothes manufacturers have embraced the fact that we all have given up 
<laughs> I'm glad about that. That makes me happy. I feel bad for men that have to like button their jeans every day. You know, Carl doesn't have that option. They don't make stretch wranglers that I know Stretch of. wranglers. So, you should patent you that. Should. It looks uncomfortable. I'm like, you need like an elastic waistband. That just looks uncomfortable. And he'll wear them all day. I don't know. You men. So does Chris. So does Maybe. Chris. I'm like, dude. They truly are the stronger like gender because they so. stand, like sucking their gut in all day or something. I don't know. I couldn't do it. If my jeans are uncomfortable, like F that noise. Yeah, but guys' guts kind of go over the jeans, whereas girls' guts are kind of like, cut yeah, off by You them. don't get to flop it out and over. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Famous last it's words from James. It's so relaxed. Yeah, it is true though. Yeah, I've embraced though, like um, even like the ponytail holder trick. You know that you may have only used like in early on in your pregnancy, where you're like, I just need a little bit of stretch on my waistband, not <laughs> a lot, just a little bit, so I don't. Have- you mean the button extender? Yeah. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm 36 years old. I'm married. I have a kid. I'm busy. I'm like, no one's, yeah, no one's looking at me anyway in that, that way. So like, I'm going to be comfortable now. I've spent the first like 25 years, well, 35 years of my life being like, oh, I better suck it in. No, screw it. So we, we started on the path to pajamas at Walmart, haven't we? <laughs> this is how it starts. I'm not kidding. I mean, I am sure. Like, but we don't have to because we have the wide leg jeans from Land exactly. or the wide leg corduroys from Land's End. And you don't look like you're you've given up when you wear like yoga pants and tennis shoes and a hoodie. Like people are like, oh, she must have just hit the gym. Yeah, I, could. <laughs> <laughs> See, I couldn't do the. The hoodie, I have to do like a tunic so it covers my butt. But anyway, yeah, I right. You don't, yeah, you don't want a, a short shirt with yoga pants. Is is not pretty on me. Person, yeah, that someone takes a secret picture of and posts it on Facebook because your butt's <laughs> right. Right, you're that person in Walmart. That, oh my God, her ass is gobbling up her pants. So I'm not gonna lie. I say a little prayer if I have to if I have to take a kid or pick up a kid and I'm still in my pajamas, you know, like or do it in the morning. I say a little prayer that I don't get in a wreck because I mean, for obvious reasons, you don't want to be in a wreck. But oh my God, when you're wearing like Uggs and pajamas, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just glad that it's finally colder out, so you can just throw a coat over. And nobody really needs to know what you have on underneath or or don't have on underneath. Right. <laughs> true. It's true. That is true. So um, obviously this conversation has a lot to do with what we plan on talking about today, which is <laughs> totally derailed. Woo! <laughs> okay. Circling back. Right. You know that you're rocking and or rolling the podcast when you like don't even like you just start off the rails. Right. <laughs> We, we did seven even, minutes yeah. in and we didn't actually get to what we were going to talk about. <laughs> we were nowhere near the rails to begin with. Maybe That's not. True. I don't know. Right now I'm craving a chili dog. So there's that for you. Um, so... Yeah, that's part of the reason I think I've gained the five pounds. We're going to talk about crops and stuff. And uh, I'm a stress eater. I'm actually... Ugh. I take that back. I'm just an eater. Uh, <laughs> But I increase that when I feel stressed, like, oh, I'm having a rough time. I deserve a Kit Kat bar. Um, I've always this been that This whole way. season has been stressful. Oh, my gosh. I, you know, and then, so that's been the 
therein lies the struggle, right? Like, I mean, obviously there's never a perfect harvest, like in my industry, especially because um, we're so spread out anyway. So like, even if the weather's perfect, you know, you have a guy that is broke down or he's waiting on his custom guy to come in or you have, you know, blah, blah, blah. So waiting on parts. Yeah. And if the weather is perfect, then you're screaming, oh my God, where are the trucks? So like, you know, there's never a way to be happy for me at harvest time. I'm going to tell you that much, but Jesus, beats this harvest has sucked so much. I go from one, you know, the guys in central Illinois were basically done before the guys in Northern Iowa started. I mean, and that's not, so. Yeah. Yeah, There's a guy from central Illinois today that I, cause I was talking about how most of my stuff has been, my yields have been down. Like my, my farmers that I'm talking to right now, or one guy that, you know, we started the year and it was like, okay, well, I'm probably going to have to move 200,000 bushel at harvest. Okay. And then it was, okay, maybe 150. Cause I had some, you know, planting hiccups or we ended up putting that to beans or blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Now it's probably a hundred cause my yields pretty well suck. And like, he's not the only one. Like I would say the majority of the customers that I'm working with, when it comes to movement year over year and yields and stuff like that, we're down probably 5%, give or oh, take. I think that, that's widespread. Yeah. It, but so someone from central Illinois today was like, well, I won't comment, you know, from central Illinois. And I'm like, we don't yeah. need to hear. Right. Because in central <laughs> Illinois, where I am, just east of here, from Bloomington down to Springfield, across to Decatur, over to Champaign, that was the golden era, the area. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like, but that's not widespread. I have guys in Northern Illinois that are still crawling, trying to get down corn out. I mean, yeah, like, and I don't want to be the jerk. That's like, Oh, F you, I don't need to hear from you because you don't support my, you know, vision or what I'm trying to say. No, that's not the case. We just all are well aware that central Illinois had a good year. Well, central Illinois has a little bit of an issue being humble also, you know, (laughs) <laughs> I said that because I'm not from there, so you can. Well, I'm sitting here guys, right in the middle of it. <laughs> yeah, you guys had a good year, though, right? I mean, your harvest was a little delayed, but not overall. Like, you've been done. How long have you guys been done? Uh, God, I don't even know. We got done last week. Yeah. We And we, you know what? Knock on wood, we had a good year. I'm not going to lie. Um. Uh, last year, I think we hit our corn record this year. We won't break that record, but we're going to be close, uh, for us personally. Um, soy, soybeans were very average. Corn was awesome around here. Um, there are people that aren't done around here, but, um, it's mostly due to the rain. Obviously we had some serious rain last week and, um, we got done just in the nick of time. And, And I feel blessed for that, honestly. Um, cause it's, it's, we had a frost this morning, but, um, I think some guys have gotten back in, but there's water standing places. Yeah. I saw Brian Scott had posted on Twitter yeah. of his picture where he was saying he learned a lot from rice farming cause he was kind of floating through there. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of guys will be doing that and I feel bad for him. I hauled hogs last night, um, after dark and saw several guys working, um, in Rush County. Um, I just... You know, my thoughts are with you. Good luck. It's not late. I think that's what we have to keep in mind. Right now we're battling wet ground and weather, um, not time. It's not late, you know what I mean but by the that? whole season no. has freaking just been a mental drag. And this just isn't it has. It's been a mental drag. 
If this isn't helping at all. Let's just, let's back up a minute. It's late for Mother F and Beans. <laughs> and we have a lot of beans still standing uh, yeah. here. And so that is, you know, that is our, our struggle to a certain extent is we didn't get caught by that, um, the damage stuff, the first go around, because we weren't quite ready. Um, so, you know, like we had some guys that were ready. We had like this split up harvest. For some reason, this is like a new thing and that harvest can start for some like the 21st, 22nd of September. And then like it'll go 10 days and then like the second round will start. Well, the ones that started it, the last couple of weeks of September were good. And then the other beans weren't ready. And then we had that two week rain delay. And then it dried and everyone was ready, but no, we did. We needed about four more days, good days to get it done. And we haven't had them. Like we just, we get rain every other day. It's cold. It's, there's no sun. Like right now I'm like, yeah. I miss the sun. Like I forgot how dreary uh, November is in Michigan because we get the lake effect clouds and all that it's crap. dreary like, it's here too. And, and has been. Is yeah, it? Oh. But that early, I didn't want to go back to the tanner, but I'm just like I'm already de like depressed, and it's only November eighth. Like I need to go get me some like fake sun going you on. No, early on we had some and issues with the soybeans. Um, I know we had a fair amount in central Indiana and Arkansas and Louisiana and some parts of Iowa that the the seeds, the pods kind of cracked a little bit, and the water got in the pods after some of those three-inch rains, and then the soybean seeds started germinating in the pods. So I heard that. That's been yeah. another glorious thing that happened this year, if we didn't have enough other glorious things happen. but And now yeah. some of the seed quality. Definitely been some stuff I happening. would be very careful yeah, and be looking and maybe even send in for your own germination test your seed for next year on your soybean seed quality, because it's... Uh, it's going to be a little bit rough. And I know personally, we do a lot with um, reduced seeding populations. And if you're going to do that for next year, you need to be very careful about what your germination rates are. Oh, Chris Campbell, if you're listening to this, I fight with him every spring over seeding rates. So, Chris, listen to me, buddy. I'm giving you some free advice here. Christopher. No, the bill's in the mail. We don't do free anymore. Remember, we're. I can be paid in pie. What kind of a bill? I mean, come on. Jen can send me a pie. Oh, I don't mind paying you in pie. I don't mind paying you in pie. I do I, we just fight on seating, you know, because I'm like, I'm like, let's take a chance and cut it way back and just see what happens. He's like, are you kidding Chris me? Chris is a little nervous. Like, no. But yeah, we, we've had some really good results, but I just say, I'm just being cautious, you know, depending on how. Yeah. The seed looks a little iffy in a lot of places coming out. So I'm just saying, keep that in mind before you make decisions for next year. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. This year's just been miserable. I'm worried about what the, the, the quality will look like. Like you said, with the splits and stuff like that, like I'm worried about what our quality will look like coming in, like our seed beans. Cause we have a non GMO program. So we have um, in-house seed mm. that we produce as well on that side. And you know, our seed beans were some of the first to get off, so we at least have that going for us. But, um, you know, quality on the roundups coming in at the end and, and stuff like that could get um, interesting. And it was weird because everyone had anticipated, like, this huge influx of beans and, you know, being too full and not being able to get them moved and shutting down. And there were, like, four or five places that they did they did shut down. Um, for a, a few days because they couldn't get a train in or a boat in or something like that. But 
us being a truck house, we were able to kind of keep shipping. And I got to the end of the big push, you know, when the weather kind of went to shit and was like, holy crap, like we still have room. Where are the beans? And, you know, if we can ever run again, I figure we've got about a half a million left. Well, to come I can in, tell but, you before um, it frosted that I know where a lot of them were. They were sprouting in the fields. Yeah, we were lucky here. I don't think we've had that, at least. Um, we haven't lost. We hadn't lost the pods that I've heard of. We had but, some fairly significant soybean cover crops for a few weeks. <laughs> yeah. We we didn't have the sprouting in the field. I'm not sure if we had it here in central Indiana uh, very much. north of the around um, the Kalamazoo area. Yeah. Yeah, north. Um, but but they had tons more rain than we did all year long. Yeah. Um, here in central Indiana, I don't. We didn't have that problem. Ours ours looked good. Um, it was an average soybean year. Yeah. Very solid average soybean year here. Now I, you know, people are talking about running out of storage. Um, I think here in central Indiana, we've got plenty of storage. Yeah. Well, if you um, watch you those political ads Actually, for Heidi Heidkamp, man, there's soybeans sitting all over North Dakota and none of them are sold. They can't get them on ships to China because of the tariffs and blah, blah, blah. Dude. Yeah, that's, I, you know, I've been hearing that everywhere and I'm like, we've got store. I mean, not personally, we, but, but Indiana has storage. Uh, now, I tell you what, I'm surprised at the number of guys that I've seen here in central Indiana that are using the bag storage this year. On Let me farm just bag clarify storage. to you before yeah. we get I, that far uh, that, you know, Heidi Heidkamp was using that in her ads, but all those soybeans she was showing were sold. So. <laughs> but And now to the bag storage. I just right, didn't want to yeah. get that too far along and people be sending us hate mail. So. Yes. Yeah, I did see a lot right. of bag well, storage, which, you it. know, if it's your first time around, make sure that you talk to people and know what you're doing. But those are short term solutions. They're not long term. So keep an eye on them. Watch your quality and, you know, unload those first. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, I, I'm amazed at the number of them that are around because, um, you know, that equipment had to be bought or rented. Um, the bags themselves aren't exactly cheap and I'm not definitely not judging anybody for trying something new. I think, you know, that's fine. I just, um, I was amazed at the number of people that were doing it around here as many bags as I've seen. Yeah. It makes sense. So here's, here's the, the deal is that the, the end users saw all of this grain flow into them in September. So we knew we had a lot of leftover old crop supplies, both corn and soybeans, you know, the two combined were pretty well record. We had a large amount of wheat hanging on as well because we just had wheat harvest in a lot of areas. And there was a a great amount of stuff that moved. We happened to have Hurricane Florence hit, you know, with the complete wrong time because the Southeastern poultry market went to shit, killed the rail market as all of this grain was flowing and ethanol margins also went to shit. So basis levels in September went completely off their rocker well everyone assumed that if they could get away with these basis levels in september going completely off their rocker they could continue to do it into october and november but the reality is the farmers had emptied out all their space and had been convinced that if you're gonna give me 50 cents cash carry between october and february i'm gonna hold on to everything i possibly can when it comes to beans and you know the same has been said for corn there's uh 35 40 cents in corn carry so farmers aren't dumb you know what I mean? And either are other elevators. So the competition increased. Harvest ended up being spread out 
lot further than anticipated. So then all of a sudden, you know, values, everyone that's at the end user side of things is like, where's all the grain? Well, you told everyone to squirrel it away. So they squirreled it away and now you're going to have to figure out how to get it out. You know what I mean? And so I said that the other day about- Show me the money. Exactly. So like if you pay money to put grain away, you bought a bag, you put it away, you did something like that. If you did that with the idea of capturing 50 cents carry and you were delivering at harvest time, you know, at a, a 730 cash price or something like that, and you can sell it to your end user in the next six weeks- for eight bucks or something like that, which I don't know. Obviously, basis levels different or differ by the the area. But I know for for me, I just bought beans that I would have bought picked up gut slot harvest for about seven fifty five because the board was wide and the basis sucked, uh, or the board was down and the basis was wide. You know, I can pay him eight ten. So he made 55 cents by putting away 50,000 bushel of beans in flat storage and he's going to have them shipped out by December 15th. Now, as a farmer, if you made that decision, if you put them in a bag or you did something like that and you can make that 50, 60, 75 cents with the futures combination plus basis push, and that's what you were hoping to accomplish, don't get greedy either. Like that's my message to the Girls Talk Ag audience of five is, you know, like know what you were trying to do because those bags will turn on you quick. Like that's, you've got to be aware of that flat storage bags, anything like that. If you have a small spot of, you know, that whole, like one rotten apple spoils the whole barrel. That's yeah. true of anything. I'm thinking, what do you, and again, I'm not judging anybody for trying something new, but oh my God, I'd lay awake at night worried about a deer puncturing it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, any, any number of things, a squirrel chewing a hole in it. I mean, anything. Kids with knives coming out. It's, Somebody had those right. problems with bags yeah kids with knives or you know i mean i can just think of course chris campbell would probably lay awake more than i would because i'd take drugs to go to sleep but i just (laughs) think of a million things that would go wrong but anything you do something can go wrong but yeah yeah just keep you know make sure you keep monitoring them and you know keep monitoring them but like i said you know one of the biggest things i'll say is know what you're trying to accomplish like and that includes having them in the metal bin. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's exactly you, true. Storing is storing. You know, like there's no expiration date on storing, like capturing carry. So, so many times what I'll see is if I come to my farmers and say, all right, if you want to move corn last half dece, I can get you blah, blah, blah. 30 cents better than where we were at, you know, two weeks ago, even, or 40 cents in some cases. And I will inevitably hear from at least one out of five farmers that I talk to, most of which I've are, like sprayed them in the, with the face, like in the face with water bottle, like a cat. So they don't say it anymore. But well, if they're paying that now, imagine what they're going to have to pay in February. Okay. You know, like that you're now you're betting on the come. Now you're hoping. And so and you can make a profit. Yeah. Take it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you know you have bills to pay by January 15th and you can make a sale that will cover those bills on a percentage of the grain that's in the bin, don't wait to see if it gets better by January 10th. Because guess what? Everyone has a bill to pay January 15th. Like, you would be amazed at, you know, and as a grain buyer, we know that when grain starts to move. And y'all tend to move it all at the same time. And then you can't figure out where the deals went. (laughs) And the other thing you got to keep in mind, and you guys are going to send hate mail to your grain buyer at this point, but you got to look at what 
the ownership, where the ownership levels are at with some of these deals. So as an elevator, not me in particular, because I have to go into harvest empty or else I can't, I don't have space. You know what I mean? Like I can't buy old crop corn to carry forward. But if you had a local facility that was buying old crop corn, maybe they piled it out back. Maybe they put it into the steel bins or whatever, but they were paying 40 under the September in August for corn. Uh, guess what? That's the equivalent to like 65 under the March. And if they can sell at like a five under or even an even the March board, they just made 65 cents by not just holding it for a little bit. Now you have software, you have everything else associated with it, but you're going to start to see grain merchandisers start to make decisions about letting supplies go if their gross profit's good enough on bushels. You know, I don't sit around and spit at 65 cents gross margin on corn. You know what I mean? So that's the other thing to keep in mind, not because I'm saying it from a bad perspective on the elevator side, like that's why you have elevators and stuff is, you know, that's why you do that. That's the point is you take in grain when no one wants it and you sell it when people do later on. Um, so that's how life works. But you also have to keep in mind, like I said, you know, what you're competing against um, as well. So if the bid starts to get firm enough, um, you're going to start to see actual commercial movement get started too. And then when that happens, yeah, good luck. You know what I mean? Like good luck getting that bid to firm much beyond that. One of the other things we should mention is there's been some a lot of corn quality issues in, in parts of Iowa right now. Um, well, they have been saturated in rain, haven't they? Well, if you, I mean, yeah. some had 55 inches just during the growing season, which is unbelievable. Yeah. And a lot of this stuff isn't from something they did now. It's just because they've had 55 inches of rain and, you know, you, right. can't, you can't do anything with that. So. We're going to see some quality issues too. So there's going to be some stuff that needs blended out in some larger areas. Yeah. We're already seeing them. We've got a problem with VOM in Michigan, vomitoxin. Um, yeah. And there's issues with VOM in Iowa too, but Iowa right now is it kind of, it's kind of funny to watch. Like everyone's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. Like they've never had a bad growing season in their lives or something like that. <laughs> I'm talking. Well, they've had three or four really good seasons and yeah. you know, not everybody was here before the high of $7 corn. So that's true. And so like even the end users though, are like, we, we have to test for VOM. That doesn't happen here. That help happens everywhere else. Like that happens. This is Iowa. Apparently VOM doesn't know that. We don't have quality issues ever. Like you're drunk, you know, but uh, yeah, we've got VOM here. Not as bad as in Ontario, but we have it. And so right now for me, I'm, trying to work out deals. You know, I've got some guys that are running six to or two to seven parts, depending. And it's very variable. And so it's like, okay, let's work to try to book a discount schedule. So we know what we're moving it at, or we know what we're up against. And that's proven to be quite difficult as well. So blah. I am the not season that just keeps on giving. Yeah. I, and believe me, your end user, like I know there's a lot of people right now that are pissing and moaning about what's going on in the Delta and for good reason. I mean, obviously when you're getting discounted a dollar 50 to $2 a bushel or something like that with already depressed prices and everything that's been going on, like I get that it's frustrating and upsetting and stuff, but the reality is your end user doesn't want to deal with it either. Like my, you, the only thing that you can do as an end user when you have quality issues is cover your own ass. And the only way that you can cover your own ass is by making sure that you don't pay too much for garbage. 
And that's really the only thing I can say. Like if you have, if you're buying something and pay and you pay too much for some, it's like buying, it's like, it's like a farmer showing up in a freaking Yugo car or whatever they are. You know what I mean? Like a Volkswagen rabbit from like 1983 <laughs> and being like, well, you know, it's, you could probably resell it for blah, blah, blah. Well, it's a freaking Volkswagen rabbit. You know what I mean? Like, I think you got sawdust in the gas tank. I don't even know. And you want me to pay you what I would pay for like a, a new Mercedes? Can't do it because my resale sucks. So, you know, it's just important to kind of keep that in mind as well. Like the last thing I want to do in my business is discount anyone. I'd rather it just all come through clean and everyone be happy and me not have to listen to people bitch about $35 being taken off their settlement that's on the low end but still so what else are you guys looking at did they get wheat they plant wheat in both y'all you all's necks of the woods not right really. <laughs> not really my gosh there is so much weed around here i can't even oh my gosh i why does anybody know why i mean it was six dollars when you were making decisions about planting Okay, there you go. See, we, we we stuck with our we stuck with our. I think we have less than fifty acres this year, just enough to haul hog manure. Um, but my gosh, there is acres and acres and acres of wheat around Central. Yeah. Not here. Well, you got farmers crop reasonably decent, right? And I mean, you had some good moisture. Karen, no, you say not here. here. We don't know what wheat is. Well, not. Well, we have a yeah. little bit here we in Michigan where they grow the pumpkin. Oh, yeah. yes. That's the big crop. I'm telling you. Jen, we got to take those hog buildings you have yeah. and start growing weed. I yeah. wish we could. Man, if we could get it legalized. Must move to Michigan. Indiana. Yeah. I think I fought, like, I think I signed the, like, freaking whatever it is petition to, uh, um legalized pot like when i was in college like that's how long it took because i'm like 87 now i feel like anyway it'll definitely be interesting so but it, so, you should probably get some vacation homes or something yeah. up there angie because you'll have a lot more tourism <laughs> michigan's a lot right. closer than colorado so yeah that is true it's just as pretty other than with no mountains so that sucks but, oh, they're smoking. They're coming up to smoke weed. I don't think yeah. they need the mountains. That's why, yeah, Rocky Mountain High, but in Michigan. So I don't know. There's a lot of people that are kind of freaking out about it. And I'm just like, you know, just because like it's legal now doesn't mean that everyone's going to be like token in the boys' room or whatever. I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe all the people that never smoked before are now going to get high. Well, it's but probably just going to be more people that are just going to come out of the closet who just did it in the closet before. Yeah. Well, and they'll probably just stay in the closet. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. To me, I just don't see all these people suddenly being like, 420, brother, that wouldn't have already been dumb enough to... Like, you know, you had those friends in high school that, like, drove around with the pot stickers and 420 all over their car and couldn't figure Think out why they all those places. What are pot? All those abandoned places in Detroit that now can be pot factories. Right? Bulldoze them down. What are pot? Oh, pot stickers. All I could think about was those things at Chinese restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Jen. How much is a pot oh, sticker? Don't ever take anything oh, from a stranger. I'm in my own world. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> so we have some big news. We have some What's big that? news. You're right. 
I got to vote. Oh my God. No, don't spread that rumor for God's sakes. Um, we, I got to vote to repeal prohibition this week during the election. Did you do it? Did you win or no? Uh, it was like 60 some percent to 38%. So 62 to 38. Did you wear your, did you wear like your flapper dress and your pearls? And <laughs> No, I did not. It was kind of funny, but I felt like when I was in there, I thought I'm the only one of my age and everyone else is at least twice my age. I'm fearful that this may not help work, but normally my voting number is like in the sixties and I was like, Oh, I don't know, two seventy something. And by the time my husband did it, he was five something. I'm like, holy cow, in a town of 800 people, you know, more than 500 people voted. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah, we so. were, I was 850 or something like that, which is when we pulled in, I had to wait in line. That's the first time since I've lived here that I've had to wait in line. Uh, I still didn't have to wait, yeah, thank well, God. But um, Okay, so I voted early. Why aren't people voting early? Why do people wait till the day of? Just curious. I don't like it. I like I to know. vote on the day of tradition. Too. I mean, you just yeah. yeah. Okay. I just enjoy that part. Yeah. Like I don't know why. I only I just, vote early if I'm not going to be in town. Yeah. So we so, when, yeah. when they started it, we started voting early because if we would vote like on a rainy day or you know if we sure, thought we were going to be sure. in the field or, um, but I'm telling you what, I'm it's it kind of spoils you because everybody was talking about the lines and I'm like. Yeah, I walked right in yeah. and did, and I, I made sure it got done, and it was kind of nice. I was frustrated because I tried to convince Carl that we could make it like a little date type lunchtime, you know, like you know a nooner, but for voting, <laughs> right? And uh, he, <laughs> well, that's why he wouldn't go for it. You don't get it. Yeah, you don't get a sticker for the other that you wear around all day. <laughs> Yeah, and if you do it right, yeah. I just vote. Yeah. I vote it. Like maybe it would help increase uh, frequency. Men, get your wife some stickers, stickers to wear all day. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like I was like, why don't we go grab? You know, like I'll come into the office. We'll grab a sandwich. We'll run up and vote, and we'll come back. I don't have time for that. So instead, at like five thirty at night, when dinner's being made, and my kids an absolute a hole, like. The witching hour is a, upon us because toddlers are all dicks between five and eight. Well, and I they're think. still suffering from daylight savings time hangover. Yeah. He's hangry, like, you know, and so I have to drag him up to the voting place. And I'm like, this is the busiest I've ever seen it. Like, even busier than when, like, the presidential election, the last one that we were home for, or I was here for in 12, you know, and, and, uh, I'm like, we could have went at lunchtime and Carl's like, it was probably really busy. And the old guy helping at lunch or at, you know, helping at the polls was like, oh no, that was the slowest time of the day today. And I'm like, but I didn't say anything. I was just I went like, right about noon is when I went. Yeah. Like it had been nice if we'd have just gotten it done. It's hard to go vote with a two-year-old, but you know, yeah. I guess it is what it is. So, but we did it. We got up there, we voted, and then we watched like the coverage that night. And um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, um, I kept watching because I wanted to know if we repealed prohibition. <laughs> yeah, outside of that, that was the only thing that I think wasn't predetermined for us. Were you having a drink while you were like, no, were you? No, you know, I wasn't actually, but no, I've I'm had a cold. I've had well, you can have that. I would, you know, the town is dry, but the house is not. <laughs> oh, gotcha. 
Okay. So you just can't buy liquor. And so without liquor licenses, there's certain businesses that won't you come to town. You could be getting a Casey soon. Are you excited? Well, there is somebody that had the franchise ticket, I guess, for Casey's, but they wouldn't weren't allowed to build until this came through. Right. So even though it's been repealed, now they still will have to go through the village board to get licenses. But You could get a Casey. The other main thing that reason it was important is we have a, a like a dinner theater that they're rebuilding and they're now going to host weddings uh, and oh. they said if they didn't if they couldn't sell liquor then they would have to allow the wedding parties to bring their own and they wouldn't be able to police it and so that was just kind of a that would have been a debacle wow so. like i'm surprised that that was what you were like how the town was still working like that i don't know i just well, I mean, we're a tiny little town. I mean, there's 800 people, yeah. and we're halfway between Bloomington and Peoria. We're 10 miles from Morton. I mean, there's everything you could want to buy within 20 miles. Yeah, it just surprises me, though, that it's like... That's that we're living in 1933. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> like the starting point for the Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, like I mean, that. my dad, my parents live in a um, dry township, but like, so there are a couple of bars in one of the towns. So they just annexed into the town across the river instead of in the township. And so that's how they got their liquor licenses. But otherwise they don't have any place to actually sell it in the township. So, wow, you know, yeah. unless they put a little drive through at the nuclear plant. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the township just doesn't, it does it's all farmland. It doesn't have businesses. So yeah. But yeah. So That's crazy. I'm surprised by this. Yeah, I don't. My big news was I went to an Amish hay sale. <laughs> an Amish hay sale. Yes, you have horses now. You're a livestock. Horses. I am now like, does that count as a livestock farmer? Sure. No. Ask Twitter. They'll be like, no, bitch. You can't say horses count. Really? Because you have a farmette. Yeah, you have a farm. Yeah. Now everything you, you cook or make is farmhouse. Yeah. I didn't realize that was such house. a uh, what's uh, what's the word? Not catchphrase, but a marketing term. Yeah, there was. Damn it, I can't think of the word. Buzzword. Buzzword. Thank you. I didn't realize. Ooh, buzzword. I didn't realize farmhouse was such a buzzword now. Yeah, it's exciting. You want everyone wants a farmhouse. Oh, I had no idea. One like not one of those like you know our idea of farmhouse, right? Like Birdo's house. Cold. Eat upstairs. So like, yeah, right I'm, upstairs yeah. like I made an apple pie this morning. I made a farmhouse apple pie because I'm standing in a farmhouse. But oh, so like you- if cool. somebody made an apple pie in the city, they even if they use the same recipe, it I, I'm so confused by that. It bugs me. It literally bugs me. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, Sean don't... said he was eating at an establishment that we won't mention. Um, yeah. And he was having a ham and egg and cheese on a farmhouse farmhouse bread. bread. I'm like, so they had some. I mean, what makes it a farmhouse bread? To me, it's just bread. Yeah. Or unless you yeah. or homemade, unless you make it in a farmhouse. So so, so I, I, it's so confusing to me. I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. It's bread. Yeah, I don't. It's just bread. Yeah. That's I. Yeah. It was made in a farmhouse, though. Just start telling people. It's rustic apple pie. Rustic farmhouse apple pie. Something is rustic when you don't take the time to make it look nice. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That's rustic. Like, I have a recipe on Farm Life Feeds, and it's not, like, around. Um, 
I just spread the dough out, you know, and I, so I call it rustic because I didn't take the time to make it look pretty, you know, perfectly yeah. round. So I call it rustic. I guess I, yeah. I guess I could start See? calling everything farmhouse rustic. My whole house is farmhouse rustic. Yeah, it would work. You could take your apple pies and charge it like five extra dollars if you call it farmhouse. five extra bucks for a rustic farmhouse pie. That's amazing. I just, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, that's that's where my mind is at today. Rustic farmhouse. It's like me. If I said if it if I say it's homemade, I licked the spoon and then kept stirring stuff. <laughs> right. So it was go. made in your home. Hamburger helper yeah. can be homemade. I made it in my home. I made it in my farmhouse. Hamburg farmhouse hamburger helper. Mmm. I do like hamburger helper though. Probably not now. I haven't had it since I was a kid. I used to like it when I was a kid because my mom would have never dreamed of making anything like that because my dad's kind of like a like we just had pork chops and chicken uh -huh. legs, you know, drum. Oh no. I remember we still eat time yeah, I had hamburger helper. I was like, what is this magic? Like cheeseburger macaroni? Holy shit. Now let's go. Oh. We begged for boughten cookies when I was a kid because my mom made cookies all the time and we'd beg and beg for her to buy boughten cookies. And she's like, I'll make cookies when we get home. I'm like, no, they're not the same. We need boughten cookies. <laughs> yeah. But we eat Hamburger Helper here all the time. Still. I love Hamburger Helper. Not, I mean, I haven't had it in a while. It'll probably be like Kraft macaroni and cheese. Where the It is. We made yeah. it healthier and you're like, oh, you mean you made it taste like dog shit. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Right. You know, fancy dog shit. Yeah, farmhouse, <laughs> rustic farmhouse dog whatever, shit. Whatever, you know, like whatever little like addition that was in there that you determined was unhealthy was what made it taste good. So could we just right. go ahead and put that back in there? It just doesn't have the same salty taste. Like it's just not as good. I made it one day for Colton and I was like, this is nasty. This isn't as good. <laughs> but I do like Bob Evans mac and cheese like that you can get that's already made because Colton doesn't like it and Carl doesn't like it. So why would I make myself a whole batch of mac and cheese other than the obvious so I could eat it. So I'll just, yeah. right. Bob mac so and cheese I have a four-year-old who loves macaroni and cheese, but you have to make it with elbow noodles. Otherwise she won't eat it. I mean, she'll eat the craft ones, but like you go to a restaurant and they try and be all fancy on the kids menu and they'll use penne pasta and she flips out. Yeah. I don't eat that pasta. I don't blame her. I don't blame her. Macaroni and cheese needs to be made with elbow pasta. Who? Why are you trying to get fancy? Yeah. It's and it's the kids' it's, menu. It's more traditional. Whatever. Yeah. I when I had traditional, when I had Colton at first, and like he first started eating food, he'd eat anything you put in front of him. I'm like, I'm such a good mom. My kid's gonna eat all kinds of food all the time. Now he won't even eat food he liked a week ago. Yeah. If it's not chicken fingers and French fries, it can go screw itself. Oh, and cottage cheese. Right now, cottage cheese and Ritz crackers is like the bee's knees. Uh, yeah, like, Mara was that way. She would eat everything, and now she's picky. Grilled cheese and fries, macaroni oh. and cheese. Yeah. Gosh darn yeah. Chicken nuggets. So, guess what, people who aren't moms? Your kid's going to be a jerk, too. <laughs> so, shut up about it. Well, you should just try this. You should just kiss my ass. Yeah. Because I've tried, and now he won't even touch it. And talk about, so, yeah, they tell you that, and then they talk about food waste in the other breath. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. If I try and feed my so, kid that, I will be eating it myself for four days. Thank you. Yeah, and then I'll throw yeah. the rest away. Uh huh. Yeah, I'll give it to my dog. That's what's going to happen. So I don't know. But anywho. Yeah. Off the rails again. Okay. 
Well, we covered we we covered uh, harvest pretty good, so I think yeah. we'll just be glad when it's over sometime in May. Yeah, that's all I think right now. Although I always say, Mark Rorich, um combine corn on July Fourth one day. So whenever anybody says it's getting late, it's getting late. I'm like, is it July Fourth yet? <laughs> yeah, right. We're not there yet. It's just it may late. suck, but we're not. Yeah. So yeah, but all right. Well, well, that is all for now. Yeah, there you go. Thanks for listening, all five of you. We appreciate Hi, it. Actually, we posted on Facebook. There's like 15 of them that listen. So. I know that was so fun. Yeah, I loved seeing guys. that. Yeah, was, no kidding. It made me feel kind of awkward though because I do share a lot. <laughs> so. I was like, oh, more than my mom hears this? This is weird, but... Yeah, but there you go. I'm yeah. still in my pajamas. So. Yay, Jen! I'm eating... Whoa, go me. Yeah. USDA report out in 15 minutes, Ooh. so I guess I better... Get to work. Yeah. Whoa. All right. Huh? On that note, have a super awesome week and stuff, and uh, happy harvest. Hopefully, you don't get too much snow or you're done or something, so... Have a good one.